Welcome to Travel Market Life, your companion for industry insights and professional business development. Travel Market Life. Join us by webcast, video or podcast. And welcome to Travel Market Life. I'm your host, Ryan Haynes, and we are joining Christina Blarge as part of a series for Hospitality Marketplace, Just Pitch It, which is an event that's happening in November. We will to give you more details on the event at the end of this roundtable as part of our Industry Insights interviews, where we're going to be discussing some of the key challenges the industry is facing. We're joined today by Joe Pettigrew, the CCO of Hospitality Asset Management at Starwood Capital Group. We're also joined by Christopher Cooper, the CCO of Cooper Consults, with 30 years experience in the industry. And we're also joined by Christina Blarge, the CEO and founder of Open Revenue Consulting. Travel Market Life. Um, so Chris, Joe, thank you ever so much for joining us today for this very thank quick you. conversation. Thank you for having us. So, um, it's been a very interesting couple of years and it must be incredibly wonderful to have the doors well open now within the hotels and um, bringing in um, all the travellers again. Um, if you can tell me, um, what has been your experience to actually sort of getting those um, travellers and guests um, booked in in the last year and a half and what's your focus over the coming 12 months? Well, I think we've probably all been pleasantly surprised at the, de- the level of travel demand that, uh, that we're all experiencing. Um, that's a general sweeping statement across the board. Obviously, the different levels are different depending on which hotels and, and the location. Um, but, uh, you know, as everybody kind of sees in their own hotels, it is, you know, predominantly led by, uh, you know, leisure travelers, uh, followed by the groups, uh, and then kind of lastly, sort of the traditional corporate travelers. Uh, but there are, again, different levels of uh, recovery when you kind of you know, zoom into each one of them depending on your uh, hotel and location. So corporate travel, uh, as we kind of, the, the reason why I put it as a traditional corporate travel uh, is because like the likes of the big firms are probably much slower to recover than sort of your blue collar uh, corporate travelers that are on the highway and, and traveling. Um, uh, equally, there are uh, you know business travelers who are kind of hiding in the leisure market segment in our hotel reports that doesn't appear as a corporate traveler but are clearly here to work. Um, you, you see them working in all the hotel lobbies, even though on paper at least they don't appear as corporate travelers. Uh, interesting. So there's a lot more data you've got to be looking at to really understand the type of guest. And how are you seeing things, Chris? Um, from my perspective, we're seeing a, a really different geomix of business. So we're still seeing the really desired, I hate the expression, staycation, where we're seeing a lot of the UK coming to London and want to stay. We're seeing a lot of it in Scotland, which is my home, so I'm tracking that also. Um, corporate travel, uh, transient corporate is not traveling, they've changed their travel policies. We're probably seeing about a third of what we had expected in 2019. Um, America still aren't traveling as much to London as they were, but we're expecting that to uplift, but from a different age demographic. So the luxury typically attracts individuals of wealth and we're now moving down decades of age, so we're seeing different mixes. 
but not the same volume. UK um, domestic travel is being a big support of uh, London luxury and I would say Scottish luxury also. Um, channels, uh, consortia generally is doing very well uh, and that's the driver of what we have remained within American business. Um, but it's not to criticise American business, we're still doing very well, but we aren't seeing the significant volumes that we saw before. It's, it's fascinating to know how much the audiences and, and, and the demographics have changed so fundamentally from just three years ago. How are you and your teams really getting to grip with understanding who they are, what they want, the experiences that you need to deliver? If I start with you, Chris. Yeah, no, we're pulling out of COVID, so it's all pretty much unforecastable you know we are doing as much as we can to support our travel agents and international markets looking at new sales support in international markets but um, yeah we uh, as London are seeing predominantly in luxury American and UK business but we are pushing as hard as we can um, to, to be topical, the Queen's funeral brought a lot of international business to the city, which we hope to continue those relationships. Did you see the benefits of the Queen's funeral as well? I guess that's also given <laughs> put, put, put the Britain back on the map a bit as well. Yeah, I mean, we were literally on the spotlight of you know every single media in every country for the last uh, week or so. Every you know, I have a lot of colleagues kind of distributed all, all over the world and that usually you know, was the first topic of, uh, it used to be the weather, you talk about the weather to open up any call, <laughs> now it was about the, the Queen's funeral, which unfortunately, as unfortunate as it was, yeah, it was, it, it did bring a lot of compression to the market, uh, London benefited a lot, so did Edinburgh, uh, some spillover at the Glasgow, so yeah, it, it, uh, unfortunate event, but it did bring quite a lot of demand to, to the areas. Talking about unfortunate events and a topic that is really on the forefront of many people's minds, inflation. Um, Joe, how are you sort of looking at um, the impact inflation is having on your hotel and um, how you're then managing, how are you looking at passing those costs on or, or the, the revenue mix within your properties? Yeah, I think we look at inflation maybe into two different categories, right? One is kind of this open market transient type pricing where, um, you know, we're just pricing to maximize our repart. So there, you know, the customers will either take it or, or not take it, but that's just, that's pretty straightforward. And, and um, we have been able to push rates to levels we have not been able to see. Um, um, and, uh, and then just the challenge with that is just getting our revenue management team and the hotel team to continue to push and actually get them a little bit feel uncomfortable to you know, sell at rates that they never thought that they could sell uh, in the past. Then there's the, oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say, I, I concur fully. You know, no. it's, uh, it's um, an opportunity where we've seen rate growth, we've seen some occupancy suppression and that's what the, the key part about revenue management is you can't suppress your rates to drive occupancy because you'll never see the rates returning. And that's the fight back. So, no, I completely yeah. concur. <laughs> yeah, then I think then uh, the second part of that is I think more on that kind of B2B slash kind of your fixed rate arrangements that you have with various parties, the wholesale and, 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 uh, and your B2B segments. And, and they are a little bit more nuanced. Um, similar kinds of conversations, but it is kind of forcing us to have more direct, honest conversations with our 
clients, it's pushing the sales team to get comfortable talking about these sensitive topics um, and or deciding what kind of business that we want and what kind of businesses that we don't want. And uh, if we don't have them, how do we then kind of replace those businesses with others that are, say, yieldable as uh, the inflation um, changes? Thank you very much. And Chris, what about sort of energy prices? I mean, this is a big issue for so many of the hospitality industry. You could remember how big some of these buildings mm. are and energy prices, when you add 18, 20, 30% to these things, you know, it's, they're massive buildings. Unfortunately, well, fortunately, unfortunately, I would say we don't pass these costs on to our customers or our reservation requests. But the demand has allowed us to increase average rate, but uh, these utility costs haven't necessarily impacted what how we've impacted pricing. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's still I, I still don't understand most of the industries in the UK who are fighting for payroll increases, which the businesses just can't afford, the strikes, etc. I just don't think they're sens sensible. <laughs> I think they're limiting how we move forward. For hospitality to limit, limit transportation uh, through strike is limiting our hospitality performance mm -hmm. in already a difficult recovering market. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean, everything's been stacked against hospitality uh, yeah. in so many instances. Um, and But then we've also seen a, a bit of a shift, particularly in the way that people are booking, which is um, benefiting the revenues. Um, how is your direct booking performing and what is your focus there? Um, it's a good point. I would say direct bookings um, for the project I'm currently working with is aligned. Um, what we are seeing is um, very, very, very short lead for groups, meetings, events, literally 10 days before, and they're going to confirm uh, a group of, I don't know, 50 or 60 rooms for seven nights, and we're doing that the week before, so forecasting is quite difficult. Transient demand is good. Again, I go back to the horrible word staycations. I'm seeing a lot of short lead uh, OTA business, a lot of short lead brand.com business. Um, yeah, I think it's just we're, we're trying to, I'm not going to say try to survive, we're trying to recover. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, and do you see that recovery in the same way, Joe, um, or uh, how are you looking at sort of your direct channel there? Yeah, I think, uh, so I think fairly uniformly across the board, the direct booking share has increased over pre-pandemic across all hotels. Um, I think the biggest driver of that is uh, the level of international travel mix. The OTAs traditionally are stronger at bringing the international travel. And if you just look at your hotel websites, kind of, you know, Google Analytics and just look at what uh, source market that there are, you'll be surprised just how much of your website bookers are domestic travelers. And so as the international traveler mix drops, your direct booking share will naturally increase. So, uh, so this year, for example, in 2022, the direct booking share has declined over last year, even though we're still up on 2019, because this year there are still more international travelers than last year. Without a doubt. Yeah, we're, we're feeling the same trend in my past few projects and this one. So uh, international is returning, but it's not bouncing back as quickly. How many bounce go to? Unfortunately. November? Well, I've already 
already pretty much sold September and October here, and November's where I'm looking for that demand. But it's the lead. Yeah, and I think I think um, I think uh, a lot of the consumers are turning to the drag channel really because of the flexibility that it allows them to have, and and they feel that they, they really want to take that dis this intermediation out of their booking journey and all that uncertainty. And I think it also they have this perception that you know direct bookings means additional value, all of those incentives and direct booking benefits that hotels are now focusing quite a bit on turning to direct marketing to, to, to fuel and to, uh, to feed that perception that, that uh, consumers have. And I think a lot of investments going at the moment, at least from, from what we see with our customers uh, in, in direct marketing strategies and technologies that, that can support those efforts. And to add to that, Christine, I would say, you know, we need to be a little bit more hostile with our direct booking strategy because while you've said the international markets, they are coming by OTAs because they don't know the OTAs, they don't know us. But we need that, uh, I would say, a stronger direct booking message, which I've said for years. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's not just room revenue, though, is, as well. It's, it's also what you can get from the ancillary services. Now, Christina, that's, that's also a big focus that we're starting to see in the industry, a lot more revenue coming from that side. Um, where are you sort of seeing some of that focus for ancillary from amongst your customers? I think, I think um, you know, with ancillaries, what is great is that irrespective of the demand, whether it's high or low, ancillary services can be a really strong uh, source of business. Um, uh, and although rooms may be the main driver, you can get a lot out of ancillaries. And certain properties, if you get to 30, 40%, I'll be quite curious to hear from Chris what, what we're seeing here in Savoy uh, in this instance? Well, we, in luxury, we uh, ancillary services booked online were as much as 35, 40%, especially afternoon teas in the posh lounge, um, both in this property and my other properties. Um, um, booking of gifts, booking of items, booking of breakfasts. When they had bought a rate that didn't include breakfast, they then bought it as an ancillary service. So, no, uh, the ancillary service online market is growing with lots of new providers. I can't really promote one <laughs> at this moment in time, but uh, I've worked with several. But uh, yeah, we're seeing a, good, uh, a significant turnover of ancillary services booked online. And of course, automation and um, direct booking platforms support all of this. That's the problem is the automation. So there are ancillary services who don't have the automation, and that's my question. So it makes my life more difficult, my team's life more difficult, because we don't have the automation of interface. You make a booking, it flows through, you get a booking at, in your, let's call it your restaurant management system or your reservation management system. So. Automation is still a um, issue yeah. in that area. Yeah. Oh, I need to work on that first then. <laughs> 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 Catch it. <laughs> just yeah, just it. Catch it. Yeah. But I think I think uh, I think uh, of selling cross selling is, is really really the bread and butter of being able to, to leverage all of these ancillary streams. Yeah, I was going to say, because Joe, part of your role is e-commerce, and that's been growing um, within the hotel sector over the last few years. Um, are, you, are you putting greater emphasis now on, on ancillary products up until arrival and, and during the stay? Uh, 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, what COVID has done um, is that it's particularly here that maybe this year and hopefully this trend will continue for a little bit longer is that the people that are traveling now, we call them the revenge travel, right? Mm -hmm. so, so they've been kind of been cooped up in their house for a long time. <laughs> this is when they're actually splurging. So when they book that standard room type, it's not just about offering, hey, you can upgrade to this room and book yourself to a nice dinner, blah, blah, blah. It's actually making it super emotional, right? It's like, treat yourself. It's been a long time, right? Like, you've been saving all that money. You got free money from the gut, you know? It's like, you got to look after yourself. Health is a big thing. And I think people are actually responding to, to those messages far more than, whereas previously, pre-COVID, it was just about 30% off to get yourself upgraded. The message is quite different, but it works a lot better. Creative, emphatic marketing connected with revenue performance. Yes. Wonderful, beautiful approach there. <laughs> um, and obviously, we need to talk about that a lot more, about the different systems that, that can be there and, and, and support and facilitate that. And this is exactly what the Just Pitch, Pitch It um, Hospitality Marketplace is all about in November, right, Christina? Could you give us a little bit more details on what we have to look forward to? Yeah, I think uh, what, what, what I really look forward to and what I enjoy about Hospitality Marketplace is that it really creates that exact platform to connect the latest innovation in the space with hoteliers who are really looking for inspiration and uh, find out what else do they need to fit into their marketing kit and into the budget for the, uh, for the remainder of the year, but also for 2023. So um, it'll be uh, four days of dedicated innovation within revenue maximization, distribution, direct bookings and actually operational sustainability as well because sustainability is it's about how do you integrate that into every single layer of your operation and how do you integrate it within the revenue marketing as well so you can obviously create uh, and connect with that uh, consumer at a much deeper level because they do care a lot about sustainability. So we have four days in the diary, 15, 16, 22nd and 23rd of November and we are absolutely delighted to have uh, Christopher Cooper and Joe Pettigrew as key judges in our panels for various of these days. So please stay tuned and make sure you follow us uh, on the event and register up. This is a complete virtual event, so it can be accessed from anywhere. Uh, it's um, a pitch by a technology company uh, where then the judges sort of review that. Um, what are you particularly looking for from technology at the moment? You mentioned automation there, um, but is there anything that you're keeping your eyes out and really interests you at the moment? I think it's, there's two elements. As you say, it's integration. I don't want to have to touch anything. I just want to make it happen. Yep. You know? And then there's cleverness. What's missing? How do we move things forward? Where's the revenue opportunity? I, 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 people often say I'm heartless, but I'm chasing the dollar every day, and I don't want a missed opportunity. So if a guest does this, how do we follow that journey? How do we then follow that journey for the next booking? But how do we, automation is the biggest thing, you know, and I'm not trying to reduce payroll, but I am trying to reduce payroll. <laughs> uh, you know, I want everything automated, but I want cleverness behind it. At the moment, there's no real innovators. Um, you know, the PMS provision, the estate, the RMS provision is, is kind of older. Uh, the other revenue, ancillary revenue streams, you know, 
How do they interact with the PMS? How do we make it automated? How do we make it clever? So the customers booked a room only booking. How do we sell them dinner? How do we sell them breakfast? You know, it's the cleverness that I'm looking for. Um, and we're not there yet. And how about yourself, Joe? What's your, what are you looking for? Uh, I think largely I'm looking for maybe two areas. One is somebody to come up with some really nice way of giving us some leading indicators of predicting future demand. All of our current systems today, they all look back to predict the future. And but I think there are lots of different data points out there that you could look at to, you know, consume just forward-looking data somehow. And I think that would be a dream. Um, the second thing is just like how the uh, revenue management systems have kind of revolutionized how the revenue managers price rooms. I would love for there to be a system that helps revenue managers put strategies and tactics together based on different insights that they can they can have. So it not only helps them with pricing, but also the overall kind of strategy, revenue strategy moving forward. Wonderful. Thank you both. Thank you, Christina, as well. So um, something to look out for then, Hospitality Marketplace is coming up in November 2022. Uh, check out some of the uh, other uh, interviews that we're going to be doing through the Industry Insights series uh, through Travel Market Life and Hospitality Marketplace. I've been your host, Ryan Haynes. Thank you very much. For more, go to Travel Market Life. The music sensation by Zach Nelson is reproduced under license from Storyblocks. Travel Market Life is a Haynes Marcoms digital marketing agency production serving the travel and technology industries.